Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben, and in this episode of the Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast, I'm going to be taking you to the world's first virtual barbecue festival. Hey family, I hope you're well wherever you are and you got that thin blue smoke rolling. This is episode 111 of the Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast. And for today, we're doing something a little bit different. I'm going to be giving you a bit of a snapshot, taking you a little bit behind the scenes of what I believe to be the world's first virtual barbecue festival. Now, there have been a lot of online barbecue competitions, but for today's episode of the podcast, we're going to be looking at the Mike Carney Toyota Townsville Barbecue Battle because they took the concept of a virtual barbecue competition and they blew it out to a full day long festival. So there was live music, there was crosses to different uh, sponsors, visiting different barbecue shops, in between cuts to competitors' backyards and all sorts of different things happening. We're gonna talk more about that later, but it was really, really cool. So first up, I need to share with you some announcements. The first of all is, as you may have noticed, there's a little bit of an audio drop in terms of quality uh, in this episode. Uh, that's because my computer is ill. The day before we did all the live stuff for Townsville Barbecue Battle, my computer died and I had to send it back to Apple to have some work done on it. So all my regular microphones and mixing desks and all those sorts of things that I like to use, they all need to run through the computer. Um, so I'm not able to use them. And so I do apologize for that, but it won't be long and we'll be back up and running again. Next, as you're no doubt aware, we have included now this video component. That has proven to be hugely successful, particularly on Facebook, where the videos are just getting thousands on thousands of views. So thank you very much to everyone who's watching there and everyone who's given us a like and a share because that has been incredibly helpful. So that's enough with the introduction. Without further ado, let's get stuck into the Mike Carney Toyota Virtual Townsville Barbecue Battle. This is the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast with your host, Ben Arnott. How long has it been since your last confession? G'day folks again. Good morning. It's Dennis from the Mike Carney Toyota Townsville Barbecue Battle Virtual Edition 2020. Very excited about this next session. Joining us this morning, we've got Chris Davey from Smoking Hot Pros. We've also got Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions. Ben, I'm going to hand over to you. We've got some questions for our mate Chris this morning. So I'm going to hand over to you and I'm going to loiter in the background because I just can't help myself. Alrighty, so Chris, how are you, my friend? I'm oh, good, thanks, Ben. It's been a while. It has, it has. I can't even remember the last time we actually got to meet face to face. Um, so, Tommy, man, what have you been doing with your barbecue during uh, during this COVID time? Um, so, barbecue for me has been more um, home style cooking. Uh, I think it's given me an opportunity to look into different styles of cuts, uh, different flavors. Uh, done a lot of experimenting. Uh, I've been fortunate with um, with some of our sponsors to be uh, be enabled to you know explore these flavors and styles and my creativity and looking outside the box and trying something different, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, normally, with the stresses of work and trying to balance the comp scene and classes, uh, I don't really get the time to do that kind of R and D. So now, these last few months, I've been able to. Uh, just focus on um, just refining some flavors and stuff that I want to work on and even produce a couple of rubs, which will hopefully be out over the next few months um, with Wild Smoke. Uh, and also doing a lot of work with Heavenly Hell 
with Mikey down the Gold Coast has been great. Um, yeah, it's I think it's just opened up other avenues rather than um, deplete barbecue on my on my side. Absolutely fantastic, man. I'm I'm really happy to hear that you've been using that time in in such a productive way. Are you able yep. to give us a bit of an idea of some of those new cuts you've been playing with? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> it's it's um, I love what? to. Come on, uh, man. Share I'll the be, love. <laughs> I'll be giving away something that um, I've kind of stumbled across and um, I want to start using this, well, whatever season we have left and maybe next season for our comp team. So, um, But with other cuts as such for restaurant kind of home cooks, um, stuff like um, uh, your tenderloins, um, I've been playing with a lot at home. I'm doing a lot of backstrap. Um, my partner and I at home, we're looking at eating like cleaner. Um, so I'm looking down the avenue of, you know, what can I cook in a barbecue that's more of a home and clean cook for us that's, you know, not your full blood wagyu and something that's going to be really saturated with fat and salts, but something that we can enjoy, but still get that nice barbecue flavor through and, and, and still have a good hearty meal. Um, one of my good mates, Graham from Stockport Kitchen, uh, he's got some ripper recipes on doing vegetables and doing that different kind of diversity on, you know, something outside of the box. Um, you know, there's a, a heap of people on the scene that have posted up really good creative ideas and, it kind of opened an opportunity for me to look into these sort of kind of different style of cooking, um, even different barbecues as well. Um, you know, uh, some might know, but I actually sold my big trailer a few weeks ago. And um, yeah, we've just... No, say it's not true, Chris. Say it's not true. Uh, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, look, it, it, I'm a person who doesn't really believe in keeping things if you don't use it. And as much as I love that pit, as everyone knew, um, it was it was just something I wasn't utilising to its full potential. Uh, and I think I used it twice in the six months it was sitting in my garage. So oh, wow. um, I really justify um, holding on to something that, you know, really was A, taking more space up in my garage and B, something that really should be used for what it's designed to be built for. So... Yeah, it's a very, um, a, a very objective uh, point of view to, to take on it there. But um, how, how many tears were actually shed as it drove out the driveway and down the street to its new home? Next question. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm not an emotional person then, but I was, uh, yeah, I was, it was actually really a very difficult decision for me to do. Um, oh, I think the first time I, I threw up the idea, I... I was actually fighting myself over the idea of selling it. And I think a lot of people thought I was going to be buried in it. It was going to be my tomb. <laughs> um, yet, uh, looking back now, um, I think it was more of a, I think my life since I built that pit has changed, having this little man. Um, and I think your objectives and your, uh, your goals in life change and you've got to be a bit more, um, you know, Put your family first and work first and um, work out what's really true to you, I suppose. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So what, what uh, new, new barbecue do you have sitting in the garage now? Um, so my garage is very empty. Um, I still have a few um, barbecues, of course. Uh, on the competition side of things, we're going to go to a lot of my cooking, my R&D cooking, I do on that little pit I built 
hand-built one I built, oh, what, three of it years ago now um, that runs off a um, just a little smart fire itself. Um, and we, um, so I'm going to use that. So that was um, something, a bit, bit of a home still, home cook style um, cooking. Yeah, I'm still going to get that um, that offset style that I still enjoy, that real live fire iron, you know, iron bark and, I still believe for me, I get the, a better cook, especially for my brisket and my lowest, lower style cuts like your pork and lamb. Um, but we've moved on to GMG. So um, we've gone pellet, which is, um, I think it's come from um, doing the classes at Galore's with the Traegers. I was a bit skeptical at first, but then after using them a few times, you come to realize that. Do you know what? It's they actually work and they do a great job. And I think um, you're crazy if you if you're going to bag them out. To be honest, so um, everyone says if you use a pellet grill, you can't cook. But I just think they've never owned one. To be honest, that's definitely not the uh, not the case in your situation. I know you can cook for sure. So you've you've kind of gone from from one end of the scale from to the other there, you've gone from one of the biggest, sexiest offsets I've ever seen to a, to a pellet grill. So what sort of, um, what sort of opportunities does that afford to you? Like changing the style of smoker? So what it does for us is with that trailer being dual axle, it was, it was very hard to move around. Um, like mobility wise, um, you know, we want to explore different, um, opportunities of doing classes in, Living in Brisbane, being in uh, suburbia, it's quite hard to manoeuvre into certain places. Um, so we're looking at getting um, just a simple kind of enclosed box trailer, single axle that can carry enough equipment for us to do a class and a demo. We designed the other pit as to be versatile for catering and we never really utilised it to its full potential with catering. So um, it was a bit of an overkill of course, but uh, I think what the units we're going to have is going to be sufficient for what we need for competition and demo classes as well. So um, it also means I've got more room in my garage. Yeah. So you can start collecting some uh, some vintage motorbikes or something and start putting them in there. Just another cheap hobby to have. Um, I might leave it for a bit longer. <laughs> I, start I think... Uh, I think for now it's 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 just going to be um, yeah we'll just get a nice little box trailer and something we can keep all the our team's gear in you know the money from the trailer is going to be very beneficial for our team um, financially and it means that we're going to be able to um, you know comfortably have a nice little tidy setup and you know upgrade a few things like our tents very tired now um, and a few other bits and pieces we haven't replaced in five six years we on the circuit so. Um, yeah, it's going to be beneficial in other ways. We don't have to worry about where the next dollar is going to come to go towards the next comp. Yeah, sounds like a good plan to me, mate. So our yeah. wonderful producer, Dennis, here has been um, sending me some questions that have been coming through from the public watching the feed. So we might hit up a few of them. What do you think? Perfect. Sounds great. All righty. So to kick things off, um, Peter from, Ta uh, from Kalgoorlie and Colin from Townsville have kind of asked a real similar question. Um, yep. How would you recommend people that are watching this video now, how would you recommend they get into low and slow if they're wanting to start out? Great question, Ben. Um, it's, it's all about making contact with 
I've always said, you know, use good produce, you know, do some research, ask some good questions. You know, if you're very new to something, you know, there's a lot of information these days out on not just the internet, but even in a lot of the stores around town. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that are willing to help. So a good example is I'm, when I first started, there was nothing around. Um, you know, as you, as you knew yourself, Ben, when you first looked into Low and Slow Barbecue, it was very limited. As these days, there's so many people, um, you know, out there willing to help on all the various barbecue pages and stores around. Um, work out your budget, you know, work out how much are you willing to spend on a barbecue? Uh, and then from there you can work out next is how time poor you are. And that's where you should really base on what kind of barbecue you want to, you know, you want, you want to buy. The other probably factor as well would be is, um, what do you prefer? Do you like the live fire? Do you prefer having, um, you know, going camping or do you just want to have something that's going to sit in your back deck? Do you have a lot of room? Do you, um, you know, are you able to, you know, um, have something parked up in your garage or can it, do you have a little um, townhouse with a little deck? So is, all these little variances will really determine what kind of barbecue you want to get into. With fuels, there's, um, I try and generally say to, say to people, steer away from your big department stores or your local grocery stores with those sort of solid fuels. Most of them, majority of those brands are cheap for a reason. Buy something that's recommended and is lo more locally produced and you know, is a natural product. You're going to get a better cook. You're going to get better flavor. And you're going to have less problems with fuel management and fire management with um, your cook as well. So if you start off on a good basis with those good products, um, you're going to have a better cook. Um, it's the same thing with me. Um, everyone keeps saying... I bought something from a local grocery store. It never cooked right. It's tough. It's hard. No, it's the same issue. It's quality control. I'm not saying it's bad produce. Yes, it's probably Australian standards, but it's probably not particularly a great cut of meat to learn on. Look at something that's going to be easy to cook on, simple. Um, my advice for people is don't do brisket. <laughs> um, Everyone says, I want to do a brisket. We all want to do a brisket. Um, it is the, one of the hardest cooks to perfect. And it's very difficult to get um, a, a very tough piece of meat into a beautiful, delicate, you know, marshmallows and pull apart um, kind of protein. Stick with your, your uh, meats. They're going to be quite bulletproof. Good ones for beef is beef cheeks or your, um, your beef ribs. They're quite, quite hearty. And if you pull pork, because um, you can't go wrong, because you're going to pull it anyway. So if it goes soft, it's soft. So another uh, on that, I'll be looking at um, finding a good local butcher who has a you know make friends with them, have a chat to them, and um, I dare say that these days a lot of butchers around know a fair bit about low and slow, and may get be able to give you some advice on good cuts. Um, another cheap one is chicken, or chicken wings is a great cheap cut to play with. Um, you know, you, who doesn't love good chicken wings and snags? So yeah. once 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 you've got them under control, get a good thermometer. Um, you you can use a probe like your, your ones like your eye grills and all your Mavericks. They're great if you want to leave them in there. But I personally just like using an instant read. Um, don't buy the cheapest one. Buy something either mid-range or high-end, depending on your budget, but something that you can rely on to give you a good 
reading, instant read within three seconds, um, and also use it as a probe. So we'll always, a lot of people say um, probe to tender or, you know, cook to tenderness um, or not temp, but I'm kind of like to go to temp because it is a good guide as well. So that's probably my advice starting out. Um, hit, us, hit, hit us, any of us up on Facebook or in the socials, we're all willing to help. Yeah, that's a good point. The the barbecue community really is exactly that. It's a it's a community. Yeah. There's the the help that I got when I was starting out was just was just amazing. And that was before um, barbecue on Facebook was a thing. That was back in the days of the old forum. So now it's now it's yeah. that same that that same community spirit, but just accelerated, um, which is really cool. All right. So Simon from Liverpool now is asking, what is your most memorable low and slow memory? My most memorable moment is always your first competition. Um, I think the first moment we, the first comp being so overwhelmed and so excited, we have too much gear or not enough for something else, missing something. And our first one was in Bangalore in 2015, our first official comp. And it was freezing. It was, we didn't prep any of our meat. And I, I, all I remember was sitting there at 3 a.m. in the morning. It was colder outside of the esky than it was in. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting there trying to trim ribs and I'm shaking like a leaf trying to trim my ribs. And we used all homemade sauces for my ribs and homemade rub, which I created um, that year, which I was super excited about. And we played second with the ribs and our first comp and we got second. That was something that really surprised us because there's a lot of teams there that have been in the circuit for a long time and we've been looking up to and following and, uh, and we beat them and we couldn't believe it. We were absolutely shocked. We, had, we, we thought we had no hope. Um, but that's when the bug bit and that's when we went home and said, right, let's do this properly. And that's when we collectively sat down and said, let's do this. And we all got into it and spent a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of research and it went from there. So that's probably one of the most memorable moments for me for Low and Slow Barbecue was our, our first competition. Yeah, Bangalore was always a great competition. I'm a bit sad it's not on anymore and I can... Yeah, oh, it was a cracker. I remember there's, there's, this, um, there's a few strange folk that live around there and they're very, very friendly. <laughs> and there was, the, there was an elderly... Dramatically put. <laughs> there was an elderly gentleman that came around. It would have been oh, one thirty-two a.m. in the morning, and he has he had this really weird cloak on and this big pot of soup. And I was like, "Do I trust this guy?" But he's like, "It's very cold out. How about some nice warm soup?" It was actually a lamb curry, and it was probably one of the most delicious lamb curries I've ever had in my life. It was sensational. It's beautiful homemade sourdough bread and there's lamb curry and it was phenomenal and such a lovely guy and it was awesome. It was just, well, it's, just, it's another great barbecue moment that you just don't forget. Yeah. All right, so let's jump to, uh, to Mitch from Bondi. Mitch from Bondi is asking you, uh, what is your go-to rub when doing low and slow brisket? Uh, well, <laughs> So my long, my my, my uh, favourite rub is my bulldust, uh, which I created with Morgan from Wild Smoke. Um, we come up this we um, come up with this rub a few years ago, and I've been using it for quite a while. Um, 
really, it's something that I, when I started low and slow in Australia, like Australian barbecue didn't have any real um, rubs or sauces available that, you know, everything I learned was online. Um, you know, even our cooking temperatures were all Fahrenheit because everything was online. So for us, you know, we're reading all these forums. You have to buy, you know, all these American rubs and sauces and injections and stuff to do anything right. So, you know, here we are spending thousands of dollars on importing. And I'm looking around going, why can't we make these ourselves? So, and that's when I started making my own rubs. And being the person I am, I'm kind of stubborn. I just kept working at it and working at it and working at it. And yeah, I came up with this flavor profile and it just really just complemented what I think beef should have uh, without having any artificial flavoring, flavings or um, fillers in to, to really lift that natural flavor of the beef. And it's, it's a really good combo. So, yeah, we, we came up with that with Morgan and I sat down with him uh, a few years ago now and said, look, I've got this rub I'd like to really produce. And we sat down and we came up with Bulldust. And, yeah, a few years later we finally made it and it's on the – it's out and about and it's done really well for us. Yeah, I, I love it. I um, I actually use that with a bit of vinegar X on steak, using the vinegar X from, uh, from Wild Smoke as a... Um, yeah, as a cracking combo. Yeah, yeah cracking combo. Stuff. Really good stuff. Um, okay, Dan from Melbourne's got a good one. What is the most challenging thing that you've cooked low and slow? Um, challenging thing. Um, challenging thing along slow is actually probably catering is actually probably the, one of the hardest things I've done challenging not just for the fact of cooking it wise but um, I think mentally as well when you're doing good example we did we used to do CMC rocks up in here in Brisbane and we'll do three or four days straight of cooking um, I think we're doing close to 1500 serves a day wow um, so with two pits running. So the late shifts, the nights, the serving, the cooking, I think that was probably the most challenging part of it. And the other probably challenging cook we did was we did one for the Ecker where we cooked six and a half ton of beef short ribs in four days straight, 24 hours around the clock. The problem with that was I did not want to eat or see a beef rib for the next two years. Um, so that was probably the biggest challenge for me. Um, I think learning and understanding barbecue is another challenge in itself. Understanding flavor profiles. Any, I think anyone can cook. There's no wrong way to barbecue. Uh, but taking it to that next level and perfecting it is a, is a challenge. I think knowing what and when to add certain flavors and how, how much level of salt to sugar to um, spice to add to certain flavors, any proteins is uh, is quite a challenge. So hats off to anyone out there that can, you know, master that and nail that because it is a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think we might just have one more quick question before we throw back to Dennis there. Um, Phil from Alice, Alice Springs. Wow. Um, what is your favorite thing to smoke? So what's your, your personal thing that you like to eat to, uh, to smoke to eat? Lamb. Any, any yeah. particular, um, or just lamb full stop? Uh, I love lamb. lamb. I love lamb. Um, <laughs> lamb is such, 
Uh, it's, I, I say it's very Australian. Um, as it's a, it's an all-round cut that I like to do at home a lot of. We probably do cutlets and backstrap and here at least once a week at home. Um, very closely behind it is brisket. Very, very close. So brisket is my favourite um, cook, um, as a lot of people may know. Um, but for lamb, it's just got something that's just... I don't know, it just sings to me, it has that flavour that I can, I just don't get sick of, where I do get sick of some steaks, I do get sick of some beefs, chickens um, and pork. I actually, am not a big fan of pork ribs a lot of the times. Um, just from the first few stages of me cooking, I wanted to perfect the pork ribs and I cooked it for probably six months straight. And I think just eating too much pork ribs really... Um, kind of put it off the menu for me for a while um probably the same thing with beef ribs with that echo cook but um yeah for me it's one of my favorite go-to um, proteins is your lamb cutlets or backstroke fantastic all right dennis i'm going to throw back to you now i, I think you had a question or two that you want to uh to put to chris as well yeah thanks ben i appreciate that um just a couple of comments it's funny i remember talking to chris and he was sharing, you know, the echo, you know, and he got tired of the thing. And I was like, I'll never. But it's funny, I went through a phase where I was doing so much brisket. I actually started getting to the point, in fact, when I lived in Texas, uh, you know, and that's where I got my taste buds. You know, for me, there's only one way for brisket, that's salt and pepper. And if you've been yeah. a little bit crazy, maybe a little bit garlic, but, you know, careful. And um, I remember in Texas, you know, we ate it literally every weekend. I got to the point where I couldn't eat it anymore. And, you know, I didn't have it for so many years. And I'm actually at that point now where I've only just been able to start eating brisket again. But uh, you're right about the lamb. Um, so just a couple of follow-up questions here, Chris. So what was yep. interesting, you spoke about um, you started doing some tenderloin recently. And yeah. um, that's interesting because I, I found the same thing. I found that, you know, I was doing the same things. I was doing the brisket. I was doing the ribs, the ribs, yep. the ribs, and the snags yep. and looking for something different. Mate, I'm loving the tenderloin. What is it about the tenderloin that grabs you? Um, well, for one, it's a it's a it's a secondary cut that's relatively cheap for me. I find so from where I get it from at Long Slow in Brizzy, um, it just comes in this little cryovac bag, and it there's a lot of fat on it, a lot of um, hard sinewy fat on it. But once you trim it back, it's got this beautiful tender meat on the inside, and it's actually it's probably one of the most underrated meats around and it's cheap. It's affordable. It's quick. So for me with a young family and I work long hours, you know, for me to quickly chuck on a little Weber and, you know, throw some smoke wood on and quickly smoke it for about half an hour, let it rest. Um, quickly reverse here. Bang. You've got this beautiful, juicy, tender, clean, um, little tenderloin steaks. And I just can't beat it. I think it's probably one of the, the best cuts of steak around. So um, yeah. for bang for buck, I think that's why, you know, you, you look around these different cuts, what's there and not even tri-tip. Um, that's another cracking piece of meat. If you can yeah. master how tri-tip, that's another beautiful, beautiful, um, cut of meat. Um, some of my, our good friends in America, seven sins, Jesse, um, showed us one of his recipes on how he brines and cooks the tri-tip and it just took it to a new level. And I, I kind of thought it was just a pretty bland piece of bit of steak. It was okay. And then once I learned how to cook it properly, uh, yeah, it's it's probably one of the go-to cuts I've got. So, fantastic easy question. I think it's yeah. um, yeah, it's it's really just something that it 
you've got to put down to, I think I mentioned earlier, time. How much time do you have? What's your budget? Um, and what do you want to get out of it? Uh, and that's, and yeah. that's what I put it down to. Yeah, we've, um, I've actually, um, we, we love our Mexican as well. So I've actually been using the tenderloin, slicing yep. up thinly, and uh, we make homemade tortillas and uh, just throw it on that. It's just an, it's, you know, a combination made in heaven. You're right. I think for me, is, you know, we've got little Bertha and I shout out to little Bertha. She's one year old today. It's her birthday hey. today. So Happy very birthday. excited about that. So Bertha is Millwood's bar, a big smoker we built, but you know, just firing up the, the, the bullet with just the one level on it and you're right, 30, yeah. 40 minutes. And yeah, it's just incredible. Mate, real quick, we're getting ready to finish up here, but mate, I know there's something near and dear to your heart. And I wanted to ask you about that. There is a charity that you are involved with. Uh, mate, can you just take a minute or two and, and share what's going on with that with us? Yeah, certainly. So um, with my day-to-day job, um, I'm a builder supervisor and luckily the company I work with at the moment, um, they've been personally working on a charity called Mates in Construction. So it's a, it's a charity that works on and focuses on mental health in trades, you know, in the trade industry. Uh, Usually every year they put on a gala with uh, a live auction and you know give away um, great prizes and stuff on the night. Uh, due to this pandemic, uh, they've been restricted to you know the gala not being on. So they come up with a creative idea on looking at doing a um, Australia's largest meat tray. So being in the barbecue industry um, and you know having some great contacts and some great sponsors, I put some feelers out a few months ago and we've put together some really good prize packs. Um, so we've got three prizes. Um, each raffle is valued at four and a half thousand dollars each. Wow. And each ticket's about five, starts at $5 for a ticket. And in that prize pack you get, uh, I believe it's a $3,000 barbecue from barbecues galore and you get an extra $500 worth of accessories. So you get, um, some rubs and sauces and cookbooks as well. And you get a choice of, I've actually personally picked these packs from barbecues galore. I've actually gone through and picked out what I think is going to be beneficial for someone who's starting out or, um, who wants to an upgrade to a barbecue. Really? Uh, I've done a grill option. So I've got the Ziegler Brown four burner, um, full hood with, uh, I think we've got a rotisserie on there as well and cover and all the bits and pieces to go with it. Um, but for those who are into the low and slow, uh, I've, we've got a Kamado Joe classic uh, in there as well. So these packs are phenomenal. And on top of that, you're going to get um, from our, my dear friends at Jack Creek uh, Beef, they're giving away um, in the pack $500 worth of beef. And you're also getting $500 worth of Borrowdale free range pork as well so wow each, each nice. prize pack is four and a half grand and there's three prizes to be given away that's fantastic i don't know you've been man but um i'm gonna go raid the biggie bank i'm yeah. gonna buy some I, tickets i can't buy tickets i wish i could but um Mate, yeah that is i you know last year we went down inaugural townsville barbecue battle i remember we gave a, a smoker away and you know from our sponsors yep. and i just remember the, the, the gentleman that won, he, you know, he was just getting into smoking. And I tell you what, I had the pleasure of giving his wife the call to say that they won it. Remember that, Ben? We gave him a call and, uh, mate, they were over the moon. So what an incredible prize pack. So um, Chris has sent us the, the link to that. So we'll coordinate with Chris. 
and we'll post that on the Townsville Barbecue Battle page. So that'll be going up shortly. So folks be looking for that. But um, Chris, I just want to say thank you for your time this morning, mate. You always give into the community. We appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. We appreciate your time, folks. We'll be back with you shortly. Thanks, Dennis. Thank you, Chris. See you guys. Talk to you soon. Got a project you'd like to work on with the SHC team? Shoot Ben an email on ben at smokinghotconfessions.com and let's have a conversation. G'day folks, we're back with you again. It's Dennis from the Mike Carney Toyota Townsville Barbecue Battle Virtual Edition 2020. On the line, I've got Chris. Chris stuck around. Thanks, Chris, for joining us again. And we've got our, one of our friends of uh, the Townsville Barbecue Battle, Ben. Ben, good morning again. Good morning. And guys, we've got a live cross. We've got a oh, an interesting character here, JT, our head judge. Good morning, JT. Folks, how are we? Good, mate. Um, what's going on here, buddy? Well, i got judges with me, but I can't show you their face because they're judges, right? Oh. So unlike mate. dentists that you can show their face, but I can't show <laughs> these guys' face. Awesome. Um, so, Ben, I think you are going to quiz JT because Ben and I were talking off air. So over to you, Ben, because we, we don't know how this is going to work. Yeah, it's it's going to be quite interesting because um, judging is basically the 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 most important part to get right in terms of a barbecue competition. Like aside from the cook itself. Um, so JT, mate, can you tell us how you're uh, how you're going to be judging today? Yeah, we've got um, the one of the barbecue battle administrators in a separate room. Um, she's going through and receiving the emails uh, and text messages as we speak. Um, she'll be putting them onto a USB stick um, and we'll see the photos from there. So we're looking at the presentation of the hand-ins, looking at the doneness of the protein, and then the overall uh, tenderness and texture by the guys doing a squish test. Uh, a couple of the photos will be one of um, an overall headshot of the protein on the placemat. Um, the other one will be a cut shot or a bite shot or both. And then there'll be a video of doing a, a pull or a squeeze to show us the, um, the overall tenderness of that protein. Wow. Sounds cool. So what are the, what are the categories that you're going to be judging today? Uh, at 12 o'clock, the, which is now obviously the, um, chicken pro chicken proteins, it's any cut will be coming through. Uh, two o'clock, the pork ribs will be um, coming through, and then at uh, four o'clock, it'll be the beef ribs. So, what is it like then having to? Oh, I, I guess you haven't quite started the judging yet. What do you anticipate that the judging is going to be like when you have to just sit there and just look at photos, look at videos, and you can't actually get it in your hands and get it in your face? Is that yeah, look frustrating? Very, very frustrating. You know, like coming <laughs> from being part of the ABA crew. Uh, and officiating the comps from that sort of things, having the uh, the aspect of the visual and the smell, because obviously us humans we eat with our eyes and our, and our nose first, so that's going to be totally removed. However, to combat that, I've got some chicken wings on, so we're going to be looked after there, and we've got some steaks to reverse here shortly for our lunch as well. Well, that's that's good to hear that you guys are going to be well taken care of. Now you um. You you mentioned a placemat there earlier. What's what's that about? Yeah, listen to 
keep the integrity of the competition, we had to come up with an idea of how we could uh, uh, eliminate people using old photos from previous cooks. So we came up with a placemat and it's got today's date on it, uh, plus our header and our My County Toyota sponsors logo on it. Uh, and that was only emailed out to the teams at about 8.15 this morning. So they didn't have time to really do any pre-shots. I, I, I love that idea. And it saves having to do a uh, having to do a kidnapping style proof of life video where you're holding up a newspaper in front of the camera. So I, <laughs> I, I think you've nailed it there with that decision. So, um, yeah. the... Ben, we've actually got one of our teams joining us, mate. Oh, fantastic. Who have we got? I think we've got Anthony and uh, Dean. Good morning to Anthony. Morning, how are we? And there's uh, there's our buddy Dean. Good morning, Dean. Can you hear us? Buddy? Hey, mate, how you going? Yeah, good. Ben, over to you to uh, uh, interview these uh, good-looking specimens of barbecuers. Um, so let's kick things off with with Anthony, mate. You're in uh, Melbourne, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Yeah. So what's the uh, what's the day like for you down there? Is it nice and sunny? Uh, it's a bit overcast, there's a bit of sun though, it's pretty calm, it's a nice day actually. Yeah, well, oh, beautiful day for a barbecue competition then. Sounds good yeah. to me. So how how has your, your cook been? How's it been going? It's been all right. I had a bit of a hiccup this morning with my pellet smoker at a at a replace of part during the week and I've done something to it. So that caused me some issues, but uh got the bullet going and all good now. Oh, so you had a backup barbecue? See, that's what we need to all be telling our wives and partners and husbands. That's, that's why we have multiple barbecues, because they're, they're, they're backups and backups of backups and backups of backups. Yeah, we'll be definitely using that as an excuse to maybe buy a couple more, I think. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. So tell me, how did your chicken go? Chicken can be quite tricky to get right. Oh, we've lost this audio. Yeah, that's right. Let's, let's check in with Dean. Alrighty, Anthony, we've we've lost your audio, mate. So we're just going to jump across to Dean. Dino, how are you, buddy? Yeah, good, man. How are you? Good, mate. Good. You look like you got some beautiful weather up there. In uh, you, you're actually in Townsville, aren't you? Yeah, mate. Up in Townsville, beautiful sunny day here, mate. A little bit of cloud, but um, yeah, she's staying beautiful, mate. Eh? Really good. Oh, fantastic. And how's your day been going? Yeah, good. We um we got up at like quarter to four in the morning, fired the big pit up, and you know, as you do, full of excitement. All the boys set up. We got our little tent set up out the back, and that. And uh, yeah, chicken was a little bit of a challenge to get there at the end, but um, I think we've done not too bad. Yeah, sounds good to me. Now, I, I can see that you got the, oh, there's the team. Hello, team. Hey, hey how you going? <laughs> good, mate. How are you? You want to have a look in here? No, no. No, that's no, <laughs> Well, we, we can't look inside, but can you give us a bit of a pan of the big smoker that you've got there? Just show us what you're cooking on. Can you see it? Yeah, that, that looks like a giant bullockhead creek, is it? Yeah, mate. Beautiful. And so you, you fired that up for what, six chicken thighs? Yeah, something like that. And uh, a couple, couple, couple of wedges as well, mate. Just four. We like to live dangerously. <laughs> Sounds good, mate. And so how, how was your chicken? Were you happy with how it turned out? Uh, yeah, I, like it's, it, we were happy with it, but we pushed it towards the end of the line, just getting it to, you know, getting the photos in, just getting it where it had to be, the temps, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, no, it was good. Like it was just a little bit of trial and level with the, you know, the first virtual send-ins and everything like that but uh, overall mate it's uh yeah we're happy with it mate come on good that's good to hear now one of the things that that's going to be great about this uh this virtual format is that um when well 
for me personally, whenever I was competing, I was always frustrated that I was putting this beautiful food in a box and sending it off to someone else to eat. But in this virtual format, you get to uh, eat your your product that that you put in the box. So how do you, what, what sort of flavor profiles do you go for when you're cooking for judges, but also cooking for yourself? Well, I think when, when you're looking as far as appearance, you're looking for that gloss and that glaze and obviously your tenderness, like, and just say you've got juice going through your proteins and stuff like that. But also for us today, it's a really good time for the boys to get together and also try some different flavor profiles, getting ready for next year's comp. So like, you know, as we, as we all know, we haven't all been able to get together, but it's been a really good opportunity for us to take this, take this by the horns and uh, just run with it and see how we go. Mate, I'm very happy to hear that you've been using this time to, uh, to set a goal and work toward it. All right, I'm going to throw back to Dennis now because I think we're getting uh, just about ready to move on to the next segment. So go thanks, by. Anthony. Sorry that we lost your audio earlier. Um, we might try and catch up with you again later on. And Dean, thanks for dropping by. Anytime, mate. See you, mate. Cheers, Dennis, mate. back to you. Thanks, Ben. That was awesome. Really great to catch up with the teams this morning. What a great morning. Catching up with Ben, catching up with Chris, catching up with Dean, um, catching up with Anthony. And uh, look, Dino is one of those guys. He's posting all the time on the Barbecue Pit Boys. And uh, my wife, Sarora, have you seen what Dean's cooked today? Have you seen what he's cooked today? So he keeps us all challenged. It's fantastic. Well, folks, we're going to uh, around 12.15 this morning, which is not that far away. We've got a treat for you. We're going to have Dave Graffin providing us some live music. Just a reminder that we are going to be live streaming all day today. And just remember, uh, Paul and the team, they've been out at Riverway Meats. And Riverway Meats still have some uh, vouchers to give away. Remember, go in and say, hey, virtual. And uh, that'll be fantastic. And um, Rylands have come to the party tonight. When we have the live announcement at Strand Park at 7 o'clock, they are going to give a $250 voucher to the person with the longest beard. Now, it's got to be a real beard. Obviously, I've got a goatee. In fact, I've actually been questioned whether I'm really a barbecue or low and slow because I don't have the full beard. You know, Ben, yours is looking great, mate, but of course, you can't enter. So, folks, whoever's got the longest beard, down to the Strand Park this evening at 7 o'clock, we're going to have our Deputy Mayor of Townsville, Councillor Mark Molicino. He will be announcing the winners of the inaugural virtual barbecue battle anyway folks just remember like the facebook page turn on notifications we'll be back shortly and we're going to be having some incredible music from our mate dave graffin you're listening to the internationally awarded smoking hot confessions podcast with massive barbecue nerd ben arnett well, good day, folks. Good afternoon again. Dennis from the Mike Carney Toyota Townsville Barbecue Battle Virtual Edition 2020 with you. Well, it's been a great afternoon. We're about halfway through the day uh, of our event. We've just had our second turn in, which were rips. I've got Ben on the line. Ben, mate, how are you doing? Mate, I'm having a great day. It's, uh, it, it's nice weather here on the Gold Coast. And I love that the Mike Carney Townsville Virtual Barbecue Battle is able to unite so many barbecuers from around the country today. It's absolutely beautiful. It's been awesome. Mate, um, I believe you've got a team on the line with you. Is that correct? I have, yeah. I've got uh, Glenn Woolley from Smoking Dog Barbecue. Hey, you go. Good, mate. How are you? 
Good sense. And uh, Jess, my partner, the other the other dog. <laughs> <laughs> now, I I do have to ask you a real quick question. Your name, Smoking Dog Barbecue. I lived in South Korea for two years, where you could actually go to restaurants that would have dogs on a spit. How did you come up with your name, Smoking Dog Barbecue? Not because of that. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Bruce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got a little, I like to call him Scruffy, not Fluffy Dog. <laughs> and um, he just sits in the smoke and loves barbecue. So that it, was kind of it. He's <laughs> That's a, Bruce. This is a smoking dog. That's a great mascot. He reminds me of the Wonder Dog from the old movies. Yeah, he just hasn't been able to come to competitions. So, you know, everybody's thinking it's really weird. Fair enough. So tell me, how has your cook gone so far? Um, It's been a weird one. I mean, we're used to cooking at home, of course, but competition stuff at home is just a different kettle of fish. Interesting. <laughs> How's it different? I mean, you do have the comforts of home, but, you know, when we set up for a comm, it's completely different to the way that we we have at home. Um, there is a bit more luxury, but it, we just don't have in our backyard the same kind of setup stuff that we have in our um, comp area. So that kind of stuff, it makes it a little bit unusual, the fact that we can sleep in on um, all those other different things. Yeah, get a bit more relaxed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, too relaxed. Fair enough, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, the hand-in that you just did was pork ribs. How happy yep. were you with your pork ribs? Um, they weren't too bad. The colour was really good. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't too bad. It wasn't our, it wasn't our best by, by far, but um, we'll, we'll see what the, uh, the judges think in the photos <laughs> and the video and all else. Yeah, beautiful. So do you, um, did you happen to grab any of the Bangalore pork ribs? Because you're in Lismore, which is uh, just sort of near, near to Bangalore there. No, no. We, uh, we actually went up to low and slow in Brisbane. <laughs> you were able to cross the border? No, no, no. no. This, is, this is before the border closed. Yeah. Um, we tend to make a trip every couple of months up to Brisbane anyway. Um, getting meat in a small town that's a really decent meat that's, you know, briskets the way we want, our pork ribs the way we want, is difficult. Um, I have travelled to a what we call a nearby town um, to get the Bangalore pork ribs. That still takes me almost a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour round trip. So um, even though it seems really, you know, like it's actually not that far from places, it can still be that you go to four to five different butchers just to do a normal comp, <laughs> which sounds ridiculous. But to get exactly what everybody else is sort of using, that's what you have to do. Yeah. And sometimes that means Brisbane. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hear that. I hear that. It's a it's about a day trip for me to go to Costco and back. So I I feel your yeah. pain. Oh, so yeah. yeah. Tell me what uh, what what barbecues you're cooking on at home there. Um, we got a couple of um, Parento bullets and the old pro smoke, which is one of our first our first and a set. kettle and a kettle. Yep. Oh, right. So you got quite the spread there. Yeah, yeah. So you're take yeah, yeah. So we go around this way. Oh, there we go. Yeah, give us a look. So this is a $50 job from um, from Evan's head. We went and picked up one day. Oh, <laughs> um, and then the large Frento we've only had for a little while, we got it for the last Port Macquarie comp. Yeah, Beef in the Vines. Just because we were going to do Travel Light, Yep. The pro smoke we've had for absolutely forever. It was, you know, when we realised we we're going to have a trailer and we can't bring our trailer through to our backyard, 
the pro smoke was the way that we went and we use it all the time. It's always going. Um, then you can see an old box one in the back. That one's disappearing. <laughs> that was our very first kind of smoker that we had. Um, and then the small Ferento as well. Oh, wow. Um, and we've, yeah. We've, we've just got rid of one of our, um, turn us back around. Um, just got rid of one of our kettles because we're trying to compact them a little bit. <laughs> Reducing numbers. Yeah, I, I hear yes. that. I'm, I'm, I'm getting some pressure to do that myself, but I'm holding out at this stage. Happy life, happy wife. <laughs> yeah. hey, I never say get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so last question for you then. The next hand in is beef ribs. How good is your beef rib game? Uh, that's not too bad. These are actually uh, not too bad ribs. Yeah. I think this is going to be our best hand in of the day, to be honest with you. But um, there's something that we can chuck on and forget. And we've, we've done a, we haven't got any place with them before, but we've. Yeah. Um, we find that they're an easier cut for us to cook. Yeah. Um, yeah, and where we, the quality that we seem to get around yeah. here is, yeah. um, is pretty good. So, yeah. you know, we're, that helps a bit. We're lucky that we have a friend that works at the local casino meatworks. He, he's able to get some, some good ribs when we need them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah beautiful. All right, well, yeah. we might throw back to Dennis at this stage, I think. Dennis, hand over to you, mate. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, ben. Appreciate Thank that, you. mate. Thanks, Smoking Dog Barbecue. Appreciate your time today. That's fantastic. Love the uh, love the fact that you've got a mascot. That's fantastic. Yeah. I think more teams need that. So yeah, we'll let you we'll let you guys go. You guys feel free to hang up, and um, we'll uh, let you get back to uh, what you need to be doing. Thanks, guys, for checking in with us. Enjoy your day. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Good afternoon, folks. Dennis again from Battle HQ for the Mike Carney Toyota Townsville Barbecue Battle Virtual Edition, believe it or not, 2020. Well, it's been a great day, been a great afternoon. But we've got a treat for you today, folks. We have Ben's on the line. Ben, how are you doing, mate? Mate, I'm having an absolute great time, and I really hope the people have been snapping up that Townsville Barbecue Battle merch. I've got my stubby cooler here. Oh, good on you, champion. And it is great stuff. Absolutely fantastic gear. Ben, we've got a treat. Who do we have with us today, mate? So we have the fabulous Chloe from Chloe's Q. Now, Chloe, I think, is about maybe, what, eight, eight or ten years old? And no. uh, You're eight. Okay. So I've been seeing Chloe. She jumps on the camera when I've been doing the Smoking Hot Confessions barbecue game shows, and her dad gets on to play. And so she's been jumping in and out of the camera and, and helping him with his answers in that game show. And so when I saw her name on the competitors list for today, I thought that is absolutely fantastic. So I think that this might actually be an Australian first. We've got Chloe's Q, a kid's barbecue team, mixing it up with the adults. So I just knew I had to get Chloe to come and, and have a chat with us. Chloe, how are you doing today? How's your competition been? Good, thanks. Good. So are you, are you happy with what you've done so far? Yep. Yep. Ben, over to you. What, what questions? Ben's got some questions for you. Chloe, are you ready to get grilled? Pardon the pun. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So my, my, my first question, Chloe, what barbecue did you use today? Easy grill and offset. You use an easy grill and offset? A wow. Z grill. Oh, the Z grill. Oh, right. The, the pellet grill. Yep. 
Wow. And what did you cook in the pellet grill? The chicken. The chicken. Yeah, I've, I've heard that Zed grills are really good for chicken. What, what kind of chicken did you do? Did you do drumsticks or thighs? Thighs. Oh, very nice. That sounds fantastic. And tell me, did you make them a bit spicy? They were a bit spicy. Yeah? Just a little bit. Oh, that's good, but not too much? Yeah, not too much. Oh, okay. So did, did you have a good bite and have a good nibble on them? Yep. Were they yummy? Very yummy. Oh, so good. So good. Now, tell me about the pork ribs. How did you go with the pork ribs? They, they did good. Yeah? And did you yeah. do them in the, in the Z grill as well? Nah. We did it in the offset. Oh, okay. I see. And did you get that nice red coloured sauce across the top? Yep. Oh, so good. So was that nice and sticky and sweet and spicy? Yep. Oh, and so you got to uh, box them up and take the photos and then eat them, yeah? Yep. Well, you, you must be very good at eating ribs because you haven't got sauce all over your face. <laughs> Actually, I washed my face. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's always good to wash your face before you get on camera. Yeah. Now, what about those beef ribs? Um, they were very good. They were a little bit spicy. And and, and they were moist. They were moist. Oh, very good. Sounds like you cooked them really well. So were they done in the Z grill or the offset? Offset, of course. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah ben, like of course. Come on, buddy. Of course. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get a good smoke ring. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So now the big question that we all want to know is, was your chicken better than your daddy's chicken? Was your ribs better than your daddy's ribs? And was the beef ribs better than, the, better than uh, the daddy's beef ribs? Okay, the chicken was better than... Better? Yep. The, all of them was better. All of them were. So you did better than your daddy in, in all of them? Yeah, and when the beef ribs arrived, um, my dad, his beef rib didn't have anything coming out. <gasps> and it was coming out the bottom instead. Oh, no. Like, literally. So was, so was your dad able to get some, uh, get some beef ribs finished for the judges or did he have to miss one hand in? It was good. <laughs> They had lots of spares. Yeah, they had lots and lots of spares. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me, how did you like today? Did you enjoy your first competition? Um, yeah. You've been busy? Yep. Mm. Now, who was up at, at, at four o'clock in the morning to light the barbecue? Was it you? No, I woke up at five. Oh, okay. So did you start the barbecue then or did someone start it earlier? Um, daddy's, my dad started earlier, 
And the last thing we cooked was beef ribs because it took so long. Yeah, they do tend to take longer, don't they? Yeah, it took six hours. Oh, that's pretty quick for beef ribs. You must be super good at cooking the beef ribs. Yep. <laughs> so when we uh, are able to go and do this competition again next year and we can all meet face to face, do you think you'll like to have another go? Okay. You'll have to see if you can get yep. some of your school friends to, to jump on the team with you. Of course. Yay. Yeah. Because I don't know if you know, but there's actually some schools in America where instead of doing like playing sport on sports teams, like football teams, there are schools who have barbecue competitions as a sport. What do you think of that? Okay. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, there's some um, schools over in Texas whose barbecue sports team actually gets more people come to the barbecue competitions than come to the football games. That is, that is pretty cool. That like, is, how, many, how many people do come? Lots, lots. So high school football is really popular. They get, you know, 10,000 people will, will come and watch a high school football game. And more people now are coming to see the, the school barbecue teams. It's pretty exciting stuff. Like a thousand and thirteen hundred? Yeah, yeah. I I think it's about seven five hundred million thousand. <laughs> lots and lots and lots of people. So tell me, what is your your favorite barbecue? My favorite barbecue is the Z Grill. Oh, you love the Z Grill, yeah? What do you like about that? Um, that cooks chicken very well, and it gives the moist to the chicken, and it cooks very well on chicken and, and other things. Yeah, it does. Now, speaking of other things, I've seen some of the photos of what you and your mum cook on there as well, and I've seen cakes and cookies and all sorts of stuff cooked in there. What's yep. your favourite thing? Off the that that you cook in the Z grill. Pizza. Pizza. Oh yeah, yeah. There's nothing like homemade pizza, is there? Yeah. Super yummy. And there you have it, family. That was the awesomeness. That was the virtual Townsville barbecue battle. It was fascinating to see how technology can be leveraged so we can still have some barbecue fun together. And I think it has a lot of potential to become a scene of all of its own. And I can't wait to see what ideas this event triggers in other people. So before we go, if you'd like to help us out, just a quick reminder, please take a minute, give us a like and a share on this video if you're watching on Facebook, a thumbs up, subscribe and hit the notification bell on YouTube, a heart and a follow on IGTV. And if you're listening on a podcast app, please do give us a five-star rating and review. It only takes a minute of your time, but it goes a long way to helping us spread the good word about barbecue. And so that's the end of the show. So until next time, take care of each other and keep on queuing. Thanks for listening to the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com for recipes, tips, and Ben's own confessions. <laughs>